Welcome to this evening's County Road Bobbers Bobblecast. It's myself, Witch, and Mitch, the El Classico Originals. Um, <laughs> so uh, before we get started, I always sometimes like to sit on a bit of a soapbox, but it's important. Um, I think this last few weeks, uh, it's quite been evidence online that there has been a distinct lack of respect at times uh, for other Evertonians. You don't always have to share the same opinions as others, but we need to be respectful. You know, the, the, there is always different views in life. And you quote the old Ted Lasso, if anyone's been watching the Ted Lasso series, he says, be curious and not judgmental. You know, and sometimes that's what it's all about. You know, I've got lots of mates that, that we disagree on lots of things, but other things we agree on. Uh, but having differences of opinion often is what makes life interesting. You know, you've seen people like Alan Myers leave Twitter. Um, you know, I mean, if he's starting to be offended by things, you know, the, the alarm bells are starting to ring. Um, I even read today, actually, someone was was describing anyone that likes the royal family as being a bootlicker and, and they shouldn't be respected. Mm -hmm. I don't really like the royal family at all. I'm not a royalist at all. I, you know, I really respect the Queen and, and, you know, it's sad that she's passed away. I'm the only Queen we ever know. But my nan's, you know, a big royalist. Um, she's a socialist. Me, my granddad was a docker in the unions in the day. Should I start abusing my nan and calling her a bootlicker? No, I shouldn't. She's just got a different opinion than me, you know, and that, and, and you, you respect and understand that, you know, and as you get older, um, just step back, breathe, think, and have a look, you know, have, you know, have that pause before you actually type something that, that starts to abuse people. And let's stop looking to divide and, and let's start and to looking for the actual reasons that, that unite us all, which is being Evertonians. So sorry, Mitch, on a bit of a, a soapbox rant at the start, but... Uh, no, no, you get off your chest, mate. <laughs> it, it, it has been one of them couple of... Yeah, well, not a week, but a couple of weeks now, has it, online? It's, yeah, not, it has. I don't have an opinion on anything, you know, if it's a player, whether it's, you know... The, it gets, you know the, yeah, it gets, it gets, it gets but, silly, doesn't it? It does get silly. Yeah. I even had one the other day, and it was... Uh, Something to do with, uh, took it, don't, don't worry, the, the, the person blocked me. Um, but it was about a transfer, and I, I mentioned something to do with, uh, I quite fancy that player. Um, and they said, you can't have seen him play because he's crap. And I, I said, yeah, no, I have seen him play, and, you know, I, I would quite fancy that player, you know, is a sign for Everton. He said, no, you can't have. Um, I've watched him, and he's crap. So you think, like, oh, that's your opinion. My opinion obviously <laughs> differs. You know, and he blocked you. Yeah, then he just blocked, yeah. <laughs> but it just becomes me. Which, to be fair, all right, fair enough, he's blocked in. Yeah, he's got a different opinion, he's that much then, yeah. Block or unfollow. Anyway, let's get into the footy, more importantly, um, and get away from all this nonsense online on the social yeah. media app. Um, so, <clears throat> there's been obviously a big break, hasn't there? We're, 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 I mean, we're not talking about one as in... Uh, as in the old snooker series that used to be on. Um, <laughs> there's, uh, there's, been a, there's been a big break in the footy, obviously, with the, the passing of the Queen. Uh, and you know, that always kind of represents probably either a negative or a positive for teams that are in a positive um, run of form or teams that, that aren't so much. Uh, Everton, five games unbeaten, albeit that we're still waiting for that, that win, essentially. Mitch, what do you think? We've had a couple of weeks off now, um, or certainly a week and a half off. We'll come back on Sunday. Positive, negative. What can we take from from the time we we spent off? Um, I, I think I was I was thinking about this before actually, mate. 
like if you were this time last season, or not even this time last season, but last season, we probably would have jumped at the chance of having games cancelled, wouldn't we? Because we just weren't enjoying it, playing awful. I was actually gutted. The game was off. And <laughs> and that just shows you, not that, like, like, you, like you just said there, we haven't won yet, but it's only around the corner, that first win. And, you know, unbeaten in five, like you say, and yeah, I, I was um, I was a bit gutted that the, the footy was called off last week. Didn't half miss it? But we go against some, you know, it gives it gives players a chance to. It's another week on as well, isn't it? Um, players like Calvert Lewin to Corey, another week's training. Um, so yeah, mate, I'm looking forward to Sunday on a personal note, like taking me lad to his first game, um, which I, I can't wait. Like it's my first game this season, actually. Funnily enough. Um, and I think I, I fancy a Sunday. I'm looking forward to it. Really am. Toby Mitchell is finally there. Um, so, there. Uh, yeah, no, it's uh, hopefully brings the good luck. As you say, I think I, I agree with you there, Mick. I think you've hit the nail on the head. Of, you know, they're, they're actually not many. We're actually looking forward to the games at the moment, which is a positive, which shows yeah. the, the difference. You know, what a difference a day makes. I've no idea. Uh, yeah. But, um, Takure, he's been in full training nearly two weeks now. Carl Lewin, nearly two weeks. Uh, you know, obviously putting them finishes in and training. Obviously, Neil Mopai hasn't played much, got a game under his belt. More training for him. You know, yeah. obviously, the, uh, the silence this year, just because of the way things were, were, were probably a bit later than we, we'd all have wanted, but we done, I think, some decent business. So it gives like some Cody, Talkowski, you know, that back four probably to really drill them. Drill the things in, and likes a Holgate who's near of fitness now. Pickford, who's who's obviously just out for a couple of games, it gives them that extra bit of a week, doesn't it, to, to kind of get yeah. back there. Um, and that made up keeper that we've signed. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know if he's him, but um, yeah, probably he's been signed for a month, hasn't he? As he, yeah, uh... yeah. So, yeah. Well, to be fair, Mitch, he was trying to offer me a contract to give me less than a month. I think it's on a day or half a day or two. <laughs> those lines. <laughs> so, uh, looking forward to the fixtures now. We've obviously got West Ham on, on Sunday. Um, Southampton away. And yeah. uh, United at home. What are your thoughts running into that kind of uh, set of fixtures? Are you quite confident? How many points would you really, should we be aiming for realistically? Do you know what makes I am confident? I am. I, um, I, like I say, I fancy, I don't know why. I just, I just fancy a Sunday. Um, Three points I mean, there. You want me? Three points Sunday then. Southampton. Yeah, away. yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I think we'll win Sunday. Um, I think it'll all just click into place. Um, get that first win. Um, Southampton, not to fear there going down there. Um, yeah, and, you know, yeah, yeah, and and United, you know, not anyone, anyone at Goodison. I'll be honest with you, bar Man City, <laughs> I, I'm I'm confident with. Um, I think now we've we've sort of. We've got a team now in a formation that we, it looks like we're going to stick with. I think with the four at the back and the extra man midfield, and we look more solid. Um, you say we still and we still got players to come back. That's the thing. It's not as though this is our strongest eleven. We've got players to come back. You know, I was saying this to my dad the other day. Like last couple of seasons, our, our span of our team's been like Yeri Mina to Corey Calvert Lewin. You know, you still got them three to come back. Um, yeah. So. And we've still got the international break, haven't we, in between um, to, to give them players like an extra week again. So, 
Mate, I'm confident. I think once we get that first win, that's a little bit of pressure off your back. See what happens. You might go on a winning streak. You don't know. I was watching. Well, go on. Let, let's have predictions. So the three games there. How many points you say? Right, I'll go away. I think we'll beat West Ham. Um, I think we'll. I think we'll beat. Honest, I think we'll beat United at home because they're the type of games we sort of, you know, it's Sunday night, isn't it? Under yeah. The lights and all that. Um, I think we'll do them. And I mean, I'd even just take a draw away. So I'd go, I'd go between about six, seven points. Yeah. I'm so going I've with. Got, I've got seven points written down myself. So there you go. Yeah, that's, that's um, where I go. I always say the same as you, Mitch. I think when you're, you know, aside in our position where we are, you've got to be realistic about stuff. Um, you've got to try and aim to win at home. Yeah. You know, and that's your strength. And if you can take. Anything away, whether that's a draw, the occasional win, you know, if you, if you play really well, um, then then that's a bonus. Uh, but you know, if, if you concentrate on them home games and, and make the most of them and, and use that atmosphere in the crowds, then you yeah. know, anything becomes possible there. Uh, and, and, to, and to be honest with you, right? <laughs> Some of these games this season could have easily have gone our way, yeah. You know, you, you know, you look at you look at the, the Leeds game, you know, that we could have easily snuck that. Um, the Brentford game, we were like what six, seven minutes away from from holding out there. Um, the derby, okay, I thought it was a fair result, but we had our chances and and um, and even the Forest game, I know we, we scored late on, but we still had half a chance straight after it, didn't we? With Gordon yeah. going through, so you know it's them fine margins, and and I do think once we get that first win, that's just the way it's the weight off your shoulders, isn't it? You know, you know yourself as a player when we used to play, you know, you get that first win. So sort of up and running, and hopefully, I think you're right. And you know, I think if you look at the results in isolation, but you actually don't watch the performances, then you can have you know a different view of that. You know, if you're from the outside looking in, but yeah. if you're an Everton fan watching the games, you, you start to understand actually the hard works there, the organisations there. Mm. And as you say, Mitch, when you were playing, that that's what you were told. You know, put the hard work in, follow the instructions, work for each other, and the results yeah. will follow. Yeah, yeah. You know, the performances have been there, you know, and it's just that extra. I always like to use this word, but je ne sais quoi now, and it's, uh, it's <laughs> that little bit. And I've got it written down here actually that in you know, the last five games, we've only conceded three goals. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Last, last season, for example, out uh, so of the 38 uh, games we played, we conceded 66. So we're averaging, you know, under one game, uh, sorry, one goal, but, you know, over the, over the, over the Period of yeah. time, so what's that? Well, I used to be maths here, but uh, about one hour, 1.75 of the game or something like that. So we're, we're yeah. under what we, what we actually conceded last season. I was watching Talking TV and Baz talking about it earlier on, actually, and he was talking about goals. I think he had a, a segment on goals scored, uh, and uh, Ned made the remark about actually conceding less. So it yeah. intrigued me to go and have a little bit of a look, but we are conceding less. And I think that Garner coming in only adds yeah. to that. You know, I think that protection yeah. under the back four. Yeah. And like you say, that them games against Leeds and Brentford, but most people that would have watched that game would have thought that that we lot we lacked a bit of quality maybe off the bench and a bit of depth. Yeah. You know, if we add, like you say, Takure, Neil Bope, Carver Lewin, um, you know, yeah. Holgate starts to come back. We start to get a bit of an assemblance of the squad now that we can actually bring some quality off, you know, when Mina come, eventually comes back in, but I think he's a bit, a bit more delayed. 
But more importantly, goals. You know, we've actually got a striker, maybe Calvert Lewin and, and Mope. We're not relying on a on a winger playing through the centre. You know, that, yeah. that kind of adds to it. And, and like to Ghana releasing players tied up the field as well. You know, yeah. Not, you know, like some Owobi and Nana, the chance yeah. to actually get up exactly. there. And, yeah. yeah, a bit more free. Yeah, a bit more freedom to burst forward, isn't it? Um, yeah. Well, yeah, you, you, you sort of stop me point there. I was going to say, and we've played all season without a striker, basically, haven't we? Um, so, yeah, I, I think, um, I, I, I'm, like I say, I'm, I think Ghana makes a massive difference, and, and it probably is a little bit harsh on Tom Davis, to be honest, because I thought he played really well against um, Liverpool, and, you know, on another day, that he was, what, an inch an inch away from scoring with that chance, and... Outside uh, yeah, little outside of the boot there, but um, Garner's like another level, isn't he? So get him in that team, and that'll just bring us on again. It was interesting, wasn't it? Because I was confident with Garner, I'll be honest with you, coming back. Marshall always like uh, Alan Marshall, who's one of the bobblers, he always likes to, to play devil's advocate, doesn't he? Um, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. what makes you think that he's still got the legs to play in the Premier League? Yeah. Um, so not that he, he, he shed any doubt in my mind, but I, obviously I was quite keen to watch him. Um, and I've got to say, when he came off the bench, he, he looked like he'd never been gone. Yeah. He was up and down the pitch and he was carrying the water, wasn't he, up and down. And yeah. He looked like bags were full of energy, you know, a lot half his age almost. But he, he's one of them, yeah. isn't he? He's always had that athletic side to his game, hasn't he? Yeah, I mean, like, I don't know about you, but automatically I feel safer with him there. In the yeah. midfield, you know, you know when he come on the other day, like just to be fair, like just as the second half got going and about 10, 15 minutes in, Liverpool were on top. Pickford done about three saves on the bounce, and then I was saying to Millie watching it with him, I said we need we need to get Garner on here and get control. And once he come back on, we we sort of got back into the game, didn't we? And um, I mean, I think he's one of them. I think he's like Kante, isn't he? He's just naturally fit. Like he does the running of two of two fellas, yeah. and even at thirty two. I'm sure he can still do it, no problem. Don't forget, you've got like you've got two fellas in front of you in a Wobie and Onana who, who don't stop running as well. So you know, even if he is a little bit leggy these days, which I don't think he is anyway, but you've got fellas there to sort of help out as well. You haven't got Morgan Snyderland next to you or Andre Gomez. It's probably the fittest centre midfields treble in the, in the league. To be fair, between the league. The <laughs> um, they've got a bit of I think in, in, you know in, in each of the in the world. Uh, in the world, yeah, let's not hold back. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I, I totally agree. You know, I think uh, it's a fantastic sign. I, I really do. I think it's going to make a big difference. Um, so just moving on from, from I, I just want to touch on, on what I was listening to Baz and, and uh, talk on Toppy TV. Uh, but there's, there has been a bit of a theme, people saying where the goal's coming from and, and all this kind of stuff in between. Um, obviously, last season we hit 43 goals, 66 against. Uh, we scored more than Southampton, Wolves, Leeds and Brighton. Um, obviously, we, we took a striker from Brighton that, that nearly had 10 goals. Yeah. Uh, Richardson's left. Was I think he hit nine goals last season. Our striker who had 10 goals was left and we brought in a striker from Brighton who, who scored less than us, who had nine goals. Um, so, you know, I think that's... Whether we, we put it that way or not, then, you know, we're not saying that Mopey's a, a Richardson replacement far from it, but he, he certainly will like goals. Calvert-Lewin, you'd hope that he's probably fifth but a lot longer this season. Six goals last season. Mm. What, what should he be aiming at, Mitch? I reckon 10, 12 goals? Yeah, 
yeah, definitely. If he, if he can keep himself fit, he, you know, he's, he's more than capable of hitting double figures, isn't he, again? Jordan, four goals last season. What would you want from him? I'd, I'd say ready. between... Yeah, I'd say anything between five and ten. Um, same for Damari Gray. You know, yeah. you look at the way that, the, the way them two have started. Um, they've started really well this season. Um, so they're going to have a big say. Um, Do you think... Um, you know, he's going to be... Like yeah. James Madison should be a good a good reference for for, for Gordon. Obviously, you know he's not saying he's he's the greatest player in the world, but he's a player that's you know good on his play, gets a gold return, good technical player in the space. Yeah. You know he started it. He's always started to hit between eight eight ten goals there now. He's probably yeah. a good reference point for Gordon, isn't he? If he's going to kick off. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, I think Gordon's a bit more a bit more pace about him. A run at defenders, won't he? He's Madison's very good, you no know, yeah. delivery set pieces and that, and probably slightly. I, I can see what you're saying. Like, yeah, he should be aiming for that. Um, you know, and and then like you, we just touched on there with Garner coming in the midfield. You'd like to see Onana and Wobi chipping in then, you know, because yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I think you've seen Onana's been lucky with a couple of chances. So I think if he he gets a goal, if his first goal, he may, you know, start chipping in. We know Wobi can. Well, we've seen it at Arsenal more, but like he's been playing brilliant now. And I just think if he adds a few more goals, if he starts adding goals to his game, he's going to take his game up that next level because he's he's set the bar now, hasn't he? And he's 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 kept it up for a long time. And I just think you you start adding goals now, and like he's he'll be a real top player for us, like top top player. He's up there, isn't it? I'm going to jump forward to like um, fellow Blues questions. And Matt Barry asked this one. He said, uh, "How important is is Alex Iwobi's contract?" I'm getting resolved and to be honest, I hadn't looked at it <laughs> simply because you know, 18 months ago, a lot of blues were probably wishing it down. Um, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. On, you know, he, to be fair, he's probably on the first names on the sheet. So I looked yeah. at it, obviously, and his company has obviously signed a contract in 2019 um, to 2024, um, yeah. which obviously he's, we're moving in the summer to 2023. So he's got in the summer, he'll have 12 months left. Does that become a priority now as you look to, you know, obviously we spent a lot of money on him to start? Yeah, I, yeah I, think, I think, like, for me, it's not urgent because he has got a year and a half left at the moment as it stands. But, yeah, you don't, you, I mean, you don't really want players going into the last 12 months, do you, of the contract? But I think now he's like, I don't think there'll be any doubt of him committing to Everton. I, I think now, yeah, I think he's happy now. He looks confident. I mean, did you watch that? Show on him the other day, the twenty four seven. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he and he looks, he just looks happy. He looks like completely different to like you know last a couple seasons ago. And I I just think you know that'll get sorted, no problem. Um, it's yeah, I'd like you know obviously you'd like him to have a few more years in this concept, but I don't think it's aging. But it's probably the right time to sort of start start talking now, isn't it? You know, because you know what Everton are like. It'll probably take Everton what a year and a half to get the deal done. So probably best I believe, and don't quote quote me on this one, but uh, if you extend the contract, then the transfer fee gets well lesser over that period. So say for example, you signed them for 28 million. Yeah. You divide that up by by five years, so whatever, just under six million. Um so that goes on your books each year. 
So, you know, you six million goes towards transfer fee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now, if, if we say, for example, we extend it by three or four years, then that drops off and it knocks a big chunk off our immortalisation and our, right. our book as well. So, yes. financially, I think it, it might have a, quite a good impact. So, I it think if, sense, yeah. if they get it done in this financial year, um, then I think that would also add a bit of favour to, to where we are. And, and to be fair, yeah. I don't think many Evertonians would. would, would uh, well, I'm going to say Baton Island, but most Evertonians would be quite happy to see him be secured. Um, yeah, you know, yeah. The man who's transformed, and maybe that might be the model for a Frank Lampard player. You know, he's a, he's a manager that puts his arm around the shoulder. You know, we've had managers who rule by an iron fist at times, like you know, like Sir Ronald Koeman. Uh, you know, we've seen seen you know what that the effects that that can have, but. Sometimes someone that they can relate to players put their arm around them and just ask them to work hard and you know strip the game back to basics. And we've seen him flourish, make yeah. the whole thing started to, to come on quite a lot, you know, before that injury. Yeah. Um, you know, I think uh, Andy Gordon, you know, a, a good yeah. example, Michelenko, Patterson. You know, a yeah. lot of these young players are, are looking as though they're, they're really buying into what Frank's offering out to them. Mm. Yeah, very much so, Mason. He was saying the other day, well, he wasn't he about uh, Lampard, and he said, like, he said, like, you're, you're brilliant in training, like, and and you hear other players say this as well, say like, how quick he is, how good he is in training, and he just could, it was just like when the crowd was there or he's away, and he just couldn't do it, it just weren't happening for him, and I think now like you just you're seeing his his talent because he has obviously got something about him, um, and I just think he's got the right manager, um. And I, I, yeah, it just it seems all clicked into place for him now. So credit to him and credit to Lampard on that. Definitely, mate. And you know what? I'm always watching him now. I've seen a player that could play for a City. You know, when he yeah. passes with a certain level of, of intelligence, intricacy, and is always forwards. You know, yeah. he can take, he can, he can deal with the ball in tight spaces. Just that that, that higher level of intelligence. Yeah. So it wouldn't surprise me. You know, if, you know. 12 months' time, you know, some, some clubs come knocking. So I think, you know, the, the contract makes sense. Yeah, definitely. Um, for a lot of reasons, really. Um, one, one thing I want to bring up, Mitch, and I'll start with your thoughts on this, is do you think Michelenko's coming in for some unfair criticism and he's getting a bit of a rough ride at the moment? I, I mean, my point of view, I think he's a fantastic prospect and he's done okay. You know, so probably good. Yeah. For your thoughts? Yeah, I'd, like, I don't, I'll be honest with you, I don't think he's been been great this season. Um, but I've got, I've got, like, I see, you're seeing towards the back end of last season that there's there's a player there, isn't there? Um, we all know, like, the situation, things going on back home for him and stuff, and young lad, new, new league and all that. Don't forget, he only came in January, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, so he's not been here a long time, and... I think sometimes you've got to have a little bit of perspective and just go, mm, you know, have a look at the whole, the whole sort of picture, haven't you? Um, yeah, I, 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 and don't forget, we're changing bloody like formations, aren't we? We've gone from like he's, he's playing wing back, then he's playing left back, then he's, you know, left side of us, whatever. I just think, I don't think he's been great. Don't get me wrong, but I don't think he deserves like getting like singled out and. And, and I'll be honest with you, I thought he plays really well in the, uh, the derby against Salah. And he's come up against some tough opponents, you know, Rodrigo at Leeds. I know he went off injured, like he, but he was, you know, he, had, he was up against Brennan Johnson as well at times, against Forrest. And um, 
he's I like him, mate. I think he's 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 a good left back. Um but yeah, he's just like I say, I don't think he's been great, but I don't think he deserves to be getting any sort of slack uh, slagged off like. I think you're right. I think you know it probably hasn't been nine out of ten. He probably hasn't mm-hmm. been five out of ten. He's probably yeah. been somewhere in between, whether that's a six and a half to a seven and a half. Mm-hmm. I think the Derby. I think you know that was the second time he's played against Mo Salah yet, um, and I think he's done a, a job on him again. Yeah, which is a tough ask. You know, the Salah was really struggling to get into the game, um, and it, it intrigued me just because I've, I've read a couple of things, and you know, a couple of people have mentioned them. Um, and do you think it's a tough ask as well for for fullbacks at Everton? Because obviously we, we've always been spoiled, haven't we? You know, Leighton Baines, Luca Dean, um, yeah. you know, and all of a sudden, you know. I was going to say Nuno Valente there, but I'll, I'll bite my tongue. Uh, but um, <laughs> you know, we've always been been, been kind of spoils on, on on you know a certain type of left back. He, he definitely isn't a Baines or a, a Luca Dean, but he, you know he's. I think this lad could turn into a really, really solid fullback. You know, but he'd probably never ever be Leighton Baines and a Luca Dean. But maybe that's not a bad thing. Maybe you just have to accept he's a bit different. Yeah, I mean the the thing with Baines and and Luca Dean. Probably more Baines like is that they did chipped in with goals, didn't they? Um, you know, Bain, they were good set piece takers. They had score three kicks. They had, so I think automatically you 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 sort of like think, oh, well, they scored goals. Michael Enkel should be scoring goals. Well, no, because he's not a goal scorer. Like he doesn't take set pieces. He doesn't take corners, three kicks. He's just a solid left back. Um, so yeah, maybe we have been a bit spoiled in the last few years. You know, the last ten. Years, whatever, whatever it is, you know. I've done, me, I've done me research, Mitch. You know, I like to do research before we do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just before I open a, a bottle of red wine. Um, <laughs> and uh, and uh, Leighton Baines was born in the, the same school year as me, um, 1984. So, mm. I mean, I look considerably younger and, and more handsome, but... Uh, of course. Uh, everyone wants to be Leighton Baines. I look fucking in. I look about twice my age. Um, but... Um, Baines had played 158 league games, uh, well, games for Wigan, prior to signing for us. Obviously, he was in the academy, moved out to Wigan. So we had that, that kind of good grounding in the English divisions uh, before he came to Everton. Obviously, uh, 0-7-0-8 season, uh, he managed 13 starts for Everton, zero goals. Yeah. That was actually him at 23. So Michelenko just turned 23. Um, and, and Baines didn't really play that season. I think if, if you can remember rightly, I think uh, Lescott, they moved to centre-half there instead. Yeah, yeah he struggled, didn't he, the first, yeah, first 12 months? And he slowly bed, embedded him in. Uh, obviously, realised there was a player there. 0-8, 0 26 uh, starts, one goal. Uh, obviously, more assists that season. 10 corners and all that stuff, as you say. 0-9, 0-10, so he's at 24, 25, he's been towards 26. 37 apps, one goal again. So it took yeah. it took Baines really to like 25, 26 to start really establishing. He's had that good grounding for Wigan. Yeah. You know, he's already been playing in the English leagues. Like you say, yeah. you know, all that mitigation of the fact, you know, what's gone on, changing countries, his dad's, you know, obviously fighting the war in, in Ukraine. Mm. Um, we've had no strikers. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, there's no one to actually throw the ball into. Uh, yeah. So you know, you, I'm sure you as a winger more than me, Mitch. You know, you know, you know, get down the wing, you look inside yeah. the box, and, and maybe Gordon's not where normally where number nine would be. 
yeah. probably check back inside and play it back and yeah. you know what I mean so I think mean, that changes things as well and passes and probably you've got a bit of stick occasionally um, from what I've seen online he shouldn't but he's got a bit of stick about maybe not you know, getting the crosses in and stuff but would you cross when there's no striker there so my question is you know Baines wasn't necessarily turning all them big numbers in when he was the same age and he's already been in the league for some time do we need to just exercise a bit of patience obviously I think it's been a good thing selling Luca Dean because he's not set the world alight at Villa. I'm actually getting two really good young fullbacks who are athletic and got a lot of potential moving forward. Do you think we need to exercise a bit of patience maybe and just step back and just think, right, let's just give them a couple of years and we'll see how it pans out? Yeah, de- definitely, mate. Definitely. But, you know, we always need a scapegoat, don't we? We always need someone to moan at. Um, and yeah, I th- you know, I think you've hit the nail on the head with everything you said there. I mean, I didn't know all that, them stats about like um, Baines and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I, I, I do like that. Like I say, I'm certainly not questioning him. I think he's he's done well for us so far. And like you say, you get a proper striker up front um, that you can aim for and you can whip your crosses into. Because like you say, after the time you're checking back and and um, going again. But yeah, I, I think you've hit the nail on the head there. Not very often, but uh, I'm, 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 I wasn't have had enough uh, red wine, Jimmy. I know you get you get things right here. I know, um, but uh, look, they can have good and bad games as well. You know, they're not going to hit the ground running. There's going to be times where they have a bad spell. You know, and it's sometimes yeah. you know we've been talking about a player called Alex Wobie earlier on. You know, and it shows you what sticking with players sometimes can give them a bit of belief gives them. You know, so. Let's do the same with everyone else. Let's give players a chance. We're not talking about these players who, who can't be asked playing, like you know, your Cenk Tosins and all them kind of players and your Andre yeah. Gomez. We're talking about nice. young aspiring footballers who, who want to make it. You know, so that's that's the change and that's the difference. So we yeah. deserve patience at times. So um something that's has been raised and and um it was uh, Eric Olsen that raised this um, in the questions as well, kind of made this in. He said about um about the players we've been linked with and it's something we've been nattering about actually on the Wobblers chats for the last couple of days. Um about all of a sudden um is Felwell starting to unearth some talents, you know, and he's starting to get a good grasp of the markers. And I think sometimes I just want to say this, we, we sometimes pin stuff to one man. Um so when we buy a player, we, we say it's a it's you know it's a Frank Lampard sign and and if they don't play it's a farewell signing or it's a but the reality of it is that that you know I think that there's a lot of work goes into these transfers. You know, often these these players are scouted for two, three years, you know, that different people go out there to see them. You know, obviously managers and directors of football can change in that time. There's lists of targets often. There's there, there might be, you know, 10, 15, 20 targets and in, in every form, you know, position and things change and alter and injuries happen. So I don't think, you know, we need to be polarist in terms of saying it's, you know, his signing or their signing. But what we need to look at is our effort and start to look at the right players. Um, and that's what I'd probably yeah. say about this. But I think, you know, if you look at some of the ones we were linked with, Mitch, and, and I'll ask your opinion on this now. Say, well, I, I kind of picked these six players out for a reason, but three players we bought and three players probably we nearly bought, but the situation just didn't work out. So, um, obviously, Diaz that went to Liverpool, uh, Mudrick that we we were we were bidding for that no one knew about, 
totally yeah. out of place and totally out the, the kind of sight of everyone. Uh, Kudos, obviously, including goal yesterday against Liverpool. Uh, Anana, Patterson, and, and Mikhalenko, the two fullbacks we bought. And to be honestly, Mitch, and, and, and I'll accept, hold my hands up to say that I didn't, well, actually, Patterson was the one exception. Yeah. Um, out of six of them, I didn't know about five of them up until we were linked and I had to, to look into them and start to keep an eye yeah. out. Did you know about any of them six? You know, six <laughs> no. <laughs> no. no. If you'd be lying, wouldn't you, if you said you did? Um, Is that a good sign yeah. that was that we're starting to maybe be there or thereabouts with some of these players who might, might be picking up the right ones? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And um, you know what, mate? I've seen I've seen like a few people, you know, a few people like online and stuff like Oh, the one that another one that got away and all this and and listen you know you can't sign every player that you're linked with and you know I, I think is like I wouldn't rule anything out in football like you know with with, with this kudos you know if he's prepared to like if reports are true he was going on strike and not training to force a move through to Everton then keep in touch with him just say look it might not happen it might not have happened this summer you know we're keeping keep in touch with him like Look, and I've seen that goal you scored last night. You'll be doing that in the derby next year. You know what I mean? Like, like, do you think Pogba didn't have a say in the in Lukaku going to Man United? He was probably texting them every weekend, like oh, saying, "Do you know you what may, I mean?" Like, so, so what I'm saying is, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't like rule anything else. I wouldn't like think, oh, just because he he started the season well, and a lot can happen between now and January or now and next summer. You know. It, We'll see, won't we? Like I say, you can't sign every, and I don't think it was. It wasn't on Everton's part, was it? It was not more on Ajax's side. So let's just let's just see what happens there. Well, from someone that's just, that's just kudos, by the way. You know, yeah. someone to speak to as well that I, I do trust um, told me that Everton were given the green light on it, and it was all yeah. systems. And then obviously the the bid um, for Anthony came in. Yeah, and it, it made Ajax stall a little in the deal. That resulted in in them refreshing their kind of view of the squads in the situation that it was in, and that, that someone suggested that it wasn't a wise idea, firstly for letting them go, and maybe letting them go for for what we were we were bidding. We were looking at a, yeah. a load at first, and then I think once the, the opportunity started to open up, we tried to see the pen the transfer as well. Um, you know, and, and obviously that, that that situation all changed. It was agile. So yeah, I mean, it, like you say, Mitch, never say never. Um, yeah. I, you, you seem keep, in, keep in touch with them. That's all I'd say. Just keep in yeah. touch. Keep in touch. Well, it's like drop, um, drop my text every now and again. It's like it's it makes me laugh because um, like Anana, you, you could have said, "Oh, West Ham are linked to them. That's game over." Gone to West Ham, you know, West Ham in Europe, yeah. finished yeah. higher in London. You know, and you, and you, you do get these kinds of pessimistic views sometimes online. Uh, but the reality is that, you know, football works a bit differently than that. You know, when a, when an honor was up, little did we know that he, he'd watched the Crystal Palace game. Yeah. And that has an impact on him. You know, this is, this is what I'm saying, mate. This is what I'm saying. Uh, you know, and little did we know that he spoke to, to, to uh, Bobby Brown's shoes. And Romelu Lukaku. Oh, Lukaku, yeah. yeah. Uh, another thing is that, that a lot of people don't know. Apparently, Garner uh, Gay is apparently a, a real big idol. Cutis as well. You know, Cutis yeah. really looks up to him. Thinks he's an excellent player. 
Yeah. Um, you know, it's someone he's hard lives kind of growing up, even though he's a different type of player. So, you know, we, we've got an African midfield there already. You know, obviously, uh, an yeah. honour from, you know, I think he's from Senegal, obviously, a Belgian national. And um, so, you know, we've got, you know, we've got, we've got a squad that, you know, some of these lads might be looking at, you know, a fancy being part of that. Young up and up coming squads. Frank yeah. Lampard, you know, one of the best midfielders of their generation, probably growing up, looking up to. Um, you know, so why not? You know, why, you know, why, why shouldn't we aim for better? And the same fans, actually, that sometimes that push it down and say that we're not good enough, you know, that we should be aiming higher. Mm. Are the same fans saying, no, you've got no chance buying him. So what is it? Yeah. You know, no, yeah. should, should we try and buy good players or should we not? You know, you know, you just <laughs> you know so you've got to strive for better, haven't you? You know, sometimes that might not be realistic. But if you don't shoot to the sky, you won't end up amongst the stars. Exactly. And, and, I, I, you know, and even away from that as well, you know, there's been other signings, I think, that have shown real positivity. Uh, you look at, obviously, Garner, we've talked about, uh, Cody, Tarkowski, Mope. Yeah. Uh, you know, good, solid, honest players that will come in and, yeah. and, and just, just be there, you know, is, yeah, yeah. each weekend. Yeah, like, not big names. They're not, like, big big superstar names, are they? You know, like, your, your Hamas Rodriguez and, and players like that. And that, yeah, it looks good. It looks great on paper. It looks fantastic. And, and to be fair, he done, he done well for us. But what I mean is that they are, like you just said, good, solid Premier League players that where you can invest in the likes of Onana then. So you can you can sign your Mopes and your McNeils and then tell you what, we'll, we, we will invest in like a good young player and maybe that'll be the, the thinking maybe next summer. We, we, like you say, it might not even be Q, that might be someone we don't even know, we haven't even mentioned. We said, we've said this loads of times, like through the transfer window, we said it could be someone we haven't even mentioned. Um. So, like I say, I wouldn't rule anything out, and I wouldn't start like just because he's he's you know scored a couple of goals and you've seen it on telly against Liverpool and stuff like that. I wouldn't wouldn't start flapping and going ah oh, the one that got away and stuff. Listen, you never you never seen Evan in football, do you? you? Don't know what could happen. Um, exactly. So yeah, you know it is what it is. We'll see what happens, mate. That uh, that that other lad scored as well tonight, didn't he? That Mudrick, is it? For yeah. Another one that was linked, but. Well, interestingly, you know, people, um, you probably be slapping over that. Oh. Uh, Paul the S uh, reliably informed me that apparently he's um, he's good friends with um, the owner there, Spartak Moscow. He, he, he's he's good um, friend. Shakhtar Donetsk. Um, yeah, the, the owner's good friends with Alicia Usmanov. Um, right. Which obviously he's declared that he wants to go to Arsenal, but you just never know, you know. Yeah, sometimes yeah. these players move, money moves hands, and, and anything in between. So, yeah, yeah things can happen. Um, I'm just glad that we didn't panic by a bit. I, you would have asked me at like two hours to go in the transfer window when we, we had the belly full of ale, bought and players yeah. to be signed. Uh, I would have probably said just buy them, but maybe we've done the right thing, holding off a little bit and just, just waiting until the summer again, you know, and sorry, waiting until January. Yeah, um, so, moving on to questions from, from fellow blues. Um, uh, good lad, Matty Stedman, likes it, uh, a Corkill video like us, Mitch. Uh, <laughs> Matty said, uh, how excited are we to see a brand new midfield? Uh, and how do we see it working out or shaping up moving forwards? 
Uh, so we'll include as a new start Sunday probably, but you know also you know how we move forward. You said already you fancy a back four, Mitch. Which you you know I do. I, I've said it even when we were playing the the three at the back. You know I've always I've always been four three three type of guy, haven't I? Um, I, but at that midfield, yeah, I'm I'm very excited by. It. I think it's full of energy, like legs, just. Three different type of three different types as well in there, you know, Ghana, Onana, Awobi. Then you've got the likes of Decore to come back and James Garner. You know, James Garner, people like it just seems to come right under the radar. Do you know what I mean? Like and Miss Tom Davis. I think the the good thing is now if you look at you look at the, the midfield options from now till like twelve months ago, it's just so much better. So much better. Um and I think going forward, like I like I I think that that's gonna be your, your midfield three for me for the, like the next two or three years. You know, like I really do. And um yeah, I think I think there's good I think you know the other thing as well is like I'm saying this to me to me dad as well, like when Takore was out injured like last season or the season before, whatever, we'd struggle, wouldn't we? And we'd go, we've got no one like that type of player to sort of replace him. Like now you have. Now you have, and and, you've, and he's probably going to struggle to get back in the team now. And as much as I like to Corey, um, it's a uh, it's good options to have me. It really is. Yes. And another fellow who thought thought would leave for his uh, Alan as well. So I think uh, yeah, fancies yeah. him. Uh, yeah, I, like you mentioned about that about uh, James Garner, and I think he'll be. I think Jay, you know what? I'm actually really enthusiastic about James Garner. Yeah. I think he's one of them who will go under the radar. And in a couple of years' time, he's a fucking good player. I mean, I'm solid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every week, you know, he's put in the seven out of ten. You know, he can take a good set piece. You know, he's good pass of the ball. Um, so I think yeah. again, you know, give him patience, and I think he'll be a good time as well. Um, so Sunday, Mitch, obviously, I think it goes without saying that that sentiment people. I think actually that you know that obviously the keeper is, is a different issue, but I think the. Um, the, the back four, that three, go about saying at the moment. Yeah. yeah. So we're only speaking now, but it's only the forward three. So who would you alter out that forward three? I'd I, I, I literally play the same team as against Liverpool, but just bring Garner in for Davis. Yeah. That, that, and, and it's harsh on Davis because, like I said before, I think he's he, he done well. But Garner's a different animal. We need to get him in that midfield and that'll just push us on. I wouldn't, I've seen like, um, I don't, know what you, I don't know what you think, Wits, but I've seen a few people like suggesting would you start Calvaloon if he's if he's fit? I I wouldn't personally. I don't think there's any means because I think with the international break, um, it still gives him another two weeks to get back into it. But what do you think? Would you start him or not? I wouldn't personally. It's an interesting one, isn't it? And um, I think it does become a place where Calvaloon and Mope can both start. Mm. And I think even if, if Mope played that, that Stephen Naismith in Bertrand left, um, I think I could see that happening eventually. Um, I don't think that times at the weekends because no, uh, you know what you, what we don't want to do is is rush Cavalier and back in and be back to square one. Um, so yeah, no, I agree. to be honest with you, Rich, if the option was Rondon up front, you probably would say, you know what, I'd give him 60, 70 minutes. But I think with Neil Mope there, you seen what he done against Liverpool. I think, you know what, no, I think Mopey deserves to keep his place. Tom, Tom last 15, 20 off the bench. 
And then, like you say, you got the international break then, and then come back for Southampton following week. Yeah, no, Mitch, I, I, I totally agree with you. Um, I was going to say as well, I can't believe, like for me, um, that we actually kind of swapped an honour for Gomez. <laughs> I honestly feel like getting on a flight to Lille, finding <laughs> presents and, and just apologising to him. <laughs> yeah, well. It must be the biggest downgrade since Crystal Maze where Richard O'Brien disappears and we ended up with that Tudor, uh, what was his name, Edward Tudor Pole, whatever his name was, that, that, that like, ridiculous character. That we had yeah. You know, um, obviously in all his glory, Richard O'Brien with his, his leopard skin jacket. And we ended yeah. up, but obviously I feel sorry for Leo. I read a couple of tweets at the weekends and uh, yeah, Gomez doesn't seem to be going down too well there. But um, yeah, well, can you believe it? Well, there we go. It is what it is. It is what it is. Sorry, Leo. Sorry, I'm very unlikely for any Leo fan to be listening to this podcast. It would be very <laughs> unusual, but if you are, we send on some shady apologies. We apologise. <laughs> and before we come on to our, our, our kind of crescendo, the North versus South um, Chang Derby. Uh, we'll talk about uh, the last question that we've got here from Matt Barry, a good friend of ours in a couple of podcasts now. Uh, in fact, don't we pose the answer to Matt's question? I was going to say, yeah, you've done, you done Matt before. Yeah, yeah I, I thought Matt was asking a double question there. There you go. Right. <laughs> so, I, the last thing of the podcast is we wanted to say this whole kind of north versus south divide um, that, 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 you know, that um, the yeah. Chelsea new owner talks about. He talks about having this all star kind of team, and even north versus south money could generate and it could possibly go down the pyramids. I'm sceptical. I don't know if that money would actually go down the pyramids. Um, um, it might just end up in the same people's pockets. But anyway, yeah. let's humour it for the sake of this. So, Mitch, for, for this uh, round, you've got the, the best from the hand. You've, you, you've gone with the north. Um, <laughs> and for, for our rules, it's a maximum of two per club. Obviously, the keeper is open season. He can have a weapon in the keep, you know, but the outfield players, two bear clubs. So, so, so it's no more than two, isn't it? So you can, no more than two. You can, you can just have like, say, one as well. Yeah. Yeah. No more than two. So, go on. You give me your north side, Mitch. Right. I'll give you, and by the way, Mitch, let me just put it out there. I didn't put any Liverpool players in because I just couldn't bring myself to do it. Right. (laughs) So, I just, I'm not having any red shite in. it was hard, you know. This was it's hard when you you like you pick a player and you go, oh, no, but I don't know, but one him, and then you go, can I have three players? I mean, I'd have just picked the Man City team. <laughs> it <was> just, <laughs> but I'll tell you who I've gone with. Okay, now I think my team's quite well balanced, so just hear me out. Okay. What formation you've gone for? So I've gone four three. What do you think? Four three three. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I've gone Edison and goal. I've gone Trippier right back. I've got my two Everton lads centre half. I've gone Tarkowski, Cozy, because I'm not breaking up the partnership. Bushwhackers. Right. Yeah, they've like, been solid, mate, and I, I'm, not, I'm keeping them in. Right, now, di- I've just hear me out here, OK? The, the last one who've got a left-back, he was my last choice, and I was running out of players, and I've gone with Lucas Dean, OK? Who, I, know, I know you're shaking your head, and I know a lot of blues would be like... But, <laughs> but I, 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 listen, I had to... There was no yeah, other decent... Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I've gone with him. Um, that's me back four. 
I've gone Tealmans, Bruno Fernandez, and Kevin De Bruyne in the three man midfield. Solid three. Solid yeah. Three. I've gone with uh, Rashford on the right. I've gone with who I think starting to get back to his, his best. He started the season really well, Rashford. Excellent. Um, Excellent yeah, so I've gone with him for the pace and on the counter attack. I've gone with Alan St. Maximum on the left, right? And I've gone obviously the man that, yeah, well, pace and on the counter attack. You got them three knocking the balls through, and then I've gone Harland up front. Yeah, so yeah, so what I had to struggle with was I had to get Harland in, and I thought I've got to play De Bruyne because they're on the same wavelength. So, yeah. uh, and then I have to juggle it round. So that that's me team four three three. Um, that's yeah. a solid, solid team, that Mitch. Yeah, go ahead and see yours. I'm a bit intimidated after listening to that. To be honest with you. Um, <laughs> so the, the South team, um, I've matched it up, and you yeah. go four three three because I know you too well. Um, yeah. So I've gone with Sanchez in goal. Obviously, signed yeah. really well. Yeah, Bella Kocha, Southampton, big athletic young lad, you know, powerful. And we need that against Haaland. I knew you put Haaland in. So we need big <laughs> athletic players. Uh, Saliba at Arsenal started really well again. Big, young, powerful, you know, athletic. So that, that that's my. I mean, you straight away you go with Haaland. So I, 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 I factored that into me, thinking about what type of centre I have to try and factor in there. I didn't, want to, I didn't really want to have to think of man centre half. I wanted a big, powerful lad who can just match power and pace. Um, the best right back in England, Reece James. Oh. Has to go in there straight away, oh. doesn't it? Um, Quality. Whip a ball in like like, like no man's fashion. Uh, Zinchenko. Quality. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Um, I think, Gus, you know, I think me and you spoke at length about Zinchenko. Yeah. Um, but obviously, you've got him in at left back. Uh, obviously, he can move into midfield, that whole kind of Pep Guardiola tactics. I've gone with um, beef curry, fried rice in centre mid. Uh, <laughs> um, obviously, solid centre mid. I think, you know, we're, he's on the verge of moving to a big club at the moment. It's, you know, West Ham's finances and, you know, they keep it holding 12 months at a time or six months at a time. Yeah. So, um, before he moves into one of them Champions League teams, and he's a he's a good solid lad who can get across the pitch. Yeah, I can see why they would offer him like an eight year contract, couldn't you, to try and get the yeah. the most money? So get the most money. Yeah, that's my answer to your 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 midfields. I'm going to put um old uh, yeah. but I've gone with Mister South, um, which is Mister Ward Prowse as my captain. Yeah, because yeah. you know set pieces with the ball in, you know. Doesn't matter who he's playing. A lot of the time, he scores goals against City and big clubs. Yeah. Um, might not be the best player in the world, but you know he's, he's relatively. Nah. Yeah, good solid player, mate. Good solid player. Um, controversial one. I was going to go one have a night. I've gone with Gross in in centre, uh, attacking centre mid from Brighton. Okay. I think he, yeah. you know, his stats why he's incredibly underrated as a player. Pascal yeah. Gross, you know, I think he's someone who's. Good technician of the ball, makes the ball tick. You know, with Ward Prowse and Rice there, I think they're zipping that ball around. He's got two attacking fullbacks, you know, either side. Um, so I've gone with the three up fronts, Sahar, yeah, forwards. 
goes without okay. saying. Goals, pace, skill. Zinchenko coming either side of him. Yeah, uh, Son. Yeah. I've gone uh, right sides, chipping him a lot of goals at the moment. Um, yeah. Athletic, and I was torn on this, and this is going to be the, the biggest conservation move that I've, I've gone with. There we it's, go. I could have fitted in Harry Kane, but I've you gone left with, out. I've gone with Ivan Tony. Oh, fucking hell! <laughs> because wow. my side has factored in to to whipping the ball in. Yeah, Sinchenko on the left. You can whip a good ball in. I've got Reese James. You can, you can clip a really good ball in. Wall pranks, set pieces, yeah. gross. Tony, you can occupy. I've got two. It, the the sides full of big physical lads. Apart from really ball pranks yeah. and gross. Do you know what, mate? I think it. I think our teams are very similar in the thinking. Um, I'll what I'll what I'll hit you with though. If I've got a free kick around the box, right. Let me just give you some options who I've got. I've got Kevin De Bruyne, Trippier, Lucas Dean, Bruno Fernandes. So they can all take a free kick. <laughs> I'm right on me, man, World Prowse. I'm sorry. Oh, listen, exactly. Well, hey, this is, why we, this is why what we're going to do, right? We're going to put our teams up, aren't we? We're going to put, our, yeah. we'll put their teams up. And we'll see what what the what everyone thinks on Twitter, and see whose team is yeah. win. So I, I, yeah, I, I think they're two cracking teams, mate. And, and um, like I say, I, I have to leave, I couldn't put the red chase in. I have to leave them out. Nah, no, there's no way I'm putting them in my team. No chance. Last last goal, Mitch. Um, prediction for the weekend, Sunday. Prediction. I think. I think. I'm confident, mate. I think um, two one, even three one. I, I think we'll win. But like. I'm going with 2 1 3 1. They'll be my two bets. Um, Steve Mahoney special for me, Steve special, yeah. Our Tobes will bring, bring the luck. His first game. And I just think uh, I just think it'll all click into place Sunday. We're off on the Monday, aren't we? So um, it's going to be a good, a good Sunday. It is, Mitch. It is. So up the blues. Winning yeah. the weekends. Thank you for listening as always. Uh, and uh, we'll catch you next week. From the bottom of my pencil case I love you in the songs I write and sing Love you because You put me in my rightful place And I love the PRS tricks That you bring Cheap, never cheap Sing your songs till you're asleep When you've gone upstairs I'll creep and write it all down Down, down, oh Shelley, oh Deborah Oh Julie, oh Jane I wrote so many songs about you I forget your Get your name Jennifer, Alison, Philip or so Deborah, Annabelle too I forget your name Jennifer, Alison, Philip or so Deborah, Annabelle too I forget your name
the number one I hope to reap depends upon the tears you weep. So cry, love it, cry. Song for you, Jennifer. I'm a son, Philip. I'm a Song for you.